T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Open up Scraby's mic. We're missing good content here. I'm just telling everybody how sad I am in the room because that was that was one of the most hurtful losses I've ever I've ever had. Well, maybe you shouldn't guess Miles Sanders. Uh, believe me, Tony, I didn't want to guess Miles Sanders. I just, in that moment, felt the heat and couldn't think oh, of so, anyone so else. So pressure, the pressure mounted on you, and you just threw out a name. Uh, yeah, I'll be fully mm. transparent about that. See, not everybody's built for it. Tony Gwynn Jr. I hate basically that you just threatening, said that. <laughs> basically threatening Matt Scraby to make those free throws, <laughs> and Scraby clanked off the rim. Did he hit and rim fantab- with Miles Sanders? I don't know if he even hit rim with Miles Sanders. Might have brushed the bottom yeah. of the net. <laughs> it, by. Uh, hey, by the way, I did say AJ Brownie at least hit the rim. Right, like that's a good miss. At like, least he hit the it rim. It was online. On Brown. And I should have said Joe Burrow. I was ah, man. You Tony know, Gwynn I second guess myself too much. Mm-hmm. That's why Tony Gwynn Jr. came through big time and uh, pulled out the fantabulous sports game show to retain his championship. Welcome back to Gwynn and Chris. Three o two is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. And Matt Scraby here on uh, San Diego's number one sports talk station. We're uh, hanging out in the Odyssey Palace. Everybody take it easy out there, but get out there because today is voting day. And we, uh, I mean, we're reminding you something that everyone has been reminding you of for weeks and weeks and weeks. But <laughs> for real, maybe you got to today and it slipped your mind. So uh, get out there and get your vote in. Uh, we all deserve a say in what's going on in this crazy world of ours right now. And uh, sometimes about the only way we can have that is to get our vote in. So get your vote done uh, one way or the other before uh, the end of the evening. Uh, we got a daily gambit coming up. You know what the spread was last night, Scraby, in the San Diego State men's basketball game against Cal State Fullerton Titans? Yes, we went over it. It, it was maybe like 23 points? Exactly 23 oh, okay. points. Does anybody know what the final score of the game was? <laughs> it was exactly 23 points. Huh? <laughs> This is why we don't do this right. stuff. We sat up here yesterday, and I said, man, that just feels really big for a team that was in the tournament last year. Yeah. Uh, and first half, I was like, I thought that was big. And then I turned back, see what the score was, and they were up like like 20. And I was like, well, okay, it's going to get close. 23 points. Exactly. exactly right. The Gonzaga was favored by 35 last night. They won by 41 you know, that's actually pretty close. I don't know how the game ended with the last two or three minutes, but if you had a wager on that game, you were probably a little nervous one way or the other. Uh, really, the one close game last night, closer than probably anticipated, was number one North Carolina 
only beating UNC Wilmington by 13 points. Uh, just because North Carolina is number one, the spread in that game was 23, just like it was in the Aztec game. So, uh, anyway, daily gambit tough to tough to win these bets. And uh, man, when you when you call the Aztec Fullerton game right on the button, 23 points. That's that's some pretty good handicapping right there. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, Scraby, from there, I'll allow you to take it away. By the way, before this half hour is up. Uh, Mark Ziegler is going to join us at the bottom of this hour. But before this half hour is up, we are going to have our Manny Machado MVP conversation because we have put that off for too long. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Well, nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit, our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. And remember, everybody, please, everybody, please gamble. I almost snorted, too. This loss has really put me in another realm. <laughs> snorting and all of a sudden has an accent. Like, uh, yeah. Daily Gambit, gamble responsibly, everybody. Now. Chris, last night, like gambling irresponsible would be to bet on Scraby in any fantabulous sports game show. That would be irresponsible. That would be irresponsible on your part out there. By the way, we should tell you, we didn't say this yesterday, Tony, but Mattress Mac cashed in $75 million, the largest return ever, ever for, uh, he made two bets on the Astros to win the World Series. So good for him. That is... I don't even know what I would do with it. <laughs> like that that's a win. Yeah, but again, he doesn't know what he's gonna do with it. Yeah. But you're also assuming that he's plus seventy five million for his career. No, you're absolutely based right. on that one bet. You're absolutely he right. He might be getting back even. He might just be getting back <laughs> even from all the other times he didn't win. That that is true, because the Astros, as we went over yesterday, have been in the World Series quite a bit and he makes a bet on them every single time. Yes, so he does. You're right. But Monday Night Football last night, uh I needed Alvin Kamara to do absolutely nothing last night. In, in order for me to win fantasy. I was up, Chris, 11 points. My opponent had two players playing. I had one or had zero players playing, and I ended up winning because he had Alvin Kamara and Justice Hill. Alvin Kamara is a scary running back. I don't know if you guys were watching last night, but I don't know why the Saints just don't get him Isn't involved it weird? more. It, 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 and I don't know. The ball moves when they give him the ball. It seems like they are allergic. To giving him the ball. To giving Kamara the ball. It's the weirdest thing ever. And you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback. Just hand the ball off. Maybe the Saints had a bet on you to win your fantasy football game. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> you, Saints. Could to keep uh, you from losing it. I do know that we, uh, we have a uh, listener who is a big fan of the Saints and interacts on Twitter, and uh, she is bummed about everything because she needed Alvin Kamara to have a big I see, Yeah, she, she yeah. did. She so. did. Uh, uh, that's that's was, a bummer. She was, she was quite salty about Tough it. Tough year for Saints fans. But anyway, Alvin Kamara, the bet was over. 103 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He had a total of 62. Alvin Kamara over 60 and a half rushing yards. He had 30. And then the last bet was Isaiah Likely over 39 and a half receiving yards. He only had 24 receiving yards. Funny story about Isaiah Likely. Didn't that all happen on the one reception that he had for a touchdown? It did. So funny story about Isaiah Likely. Uh, one of the guys in our fantasy football league here at Odyssey, John, uh, John Flint, 
He lost by .02. All he needed was like another Isaiah Likely catch or something, a yard, and he would have won. But Isaiah Likely dropped his his other target, and that's a bummer. That uh, is fantasy football. Sh- right shout there. out to TJ is her name. Who the same oh TJ? Yeah, yes, yeah. She okay. uh, she was not happy. No. About <laughs> watch her. Her exact tweet was watching our defense just gave me images of. The greased-up deaf guy from (laughs) the entire time. Absolutely disgusting. It's not about your defense. It's all about your offense, I think, if you're a Saints fan. The offense is awful. All right. Moving on to uh, another bet. This one was actually sent to my dad because he thought it was so crazy. But James Madison University took on Valley Forge in basketball last night. Chris, do you even know what James Madison University's conference is? Um... I'm trying to think of the name of that conference because I do have a guess. Never mind. Okay. They're it's, the Dukes. They're the that. Dukes. It's the Sun Belt Conference. Right. But the spread in this game, the Dukes were favored by 57 and a half points over Valley Forge. Wasn't nearly enough. Was not nearly enough. They, they ended covered up, that by halftime. Yes, they did. It was 123-38 at the final. The Dukes obviously ran away with it. The halftime score of this game, guys, 72-11. to 11. 72 to 11. That sounds like that uh, IMG football game the other oh, day. Oh, yes. Chris, did you hear about this? West Toronto Prep played IMG Academy, and they scored 96 points in, in they called the, the first game. half. They, and they called, called the game, the game at halftime. Because they scored 96 points. IMG if you were the did. coach of the team for 96, would you, would you – we don't know what he did or they or did or didn't do, but I'd be pretty embarrassed to put 96 up in a half. He's the I'm, one who accepted I'm, the game. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they stopped at half. At, yeah, least. Yeah. at least they were like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. You know, someone took d- him, it took them to halftime to figure that out. But right, know. someone DM me last night <laughs> with four minutes to go in the first half. The game was still in question. Yes, it was By not halftime. They had opened it up for the spread. I believe good. it was fifty-one nothing after the first quarter. But someone DM me with something pretty, um, pretty spot on. If it was that lopsided, it is not safe for those players to play football because they are not clearly up to speed of img academy so anyway side note but i thought this 57 and a half point bet right here was pretty crazy now nfl odds updated odds through week 10 the top of the board really just stays the same it's bills eagles chiefs one of the biggest jumps from the from preseason to now would be the seattle seahawks the seattle seahawks were plus 30,000 to win the Super Bowl when they started the season. And now they are plus 3,500. Yeah. So well, they were universally picked last in that division. Oh, they were. Absolutely everybody. And now they're not only leading that division, I believe they're a game and a half clear. They get a little breathing room right now. They do. They do because the 49ers were on by. But the Seahawks are playing. I can't. Hey, man, you got it. Geno Smith is the main reason why they're playing as well as they are. They lose. Their franchise quarterback, and everybody basically just kind of chewed away the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, as you mentioned last week, Chris, uh, uh, Pete Carroll was adamant that Geno Smith was going to have a good season, or that he was, he think he said, have a hell of a player. He was the only one who believed him. <laughs> I think you're, I know you're himself. right. That's I know it. you're right. And look where they are, man. They, I mean, it's obviously the other teams in that division aren't playing 
No, the Rams are under 500. Are the, the football. The Cardinals are under 500. The 49ers are barely. Yes, but the Seahawks are beating those yeah, teams. They I'm are. aware of that. Yeah. Other than the 49ers. <laughs> Thank you. That, that got out of scraby skin. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Uh, How about the Jets? I mean, what I was were they just, at the beginning of the season? That was they must just, have been man. a million to one. You know what? As of week seven, their odds were plus 8,000. They only moved up a little bit, plus 7,000. No, but do you have them at the beginning of the season? There's no I'm, way anybody could have picked the Jets to win the Super Bowl. No way. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. All right. That's okay. Um, but, but I'm the assuming Packers, the, Jets, the Jets are a shock. The Packers have gone the other way. Yeah, they went from plus 2,000 to plus 10,000. That's it? That's it. But I Who think would they're bet gonna... 10,000 to one right now on the Packers even winning another game, let alone the Super Bowl? I don't know. Uh, the Jets were at plus 14,000. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But the Seahawks so. were plus 30. The Seahawks were plus 30,000. So the so Seahawks, Seahawks were, were worse. Way worse. Than the Jets at yeah. the beginning of the Which season. is kind of crazy, but we all did, I think I said it about 400 times on this show, that the Seahawks are going to be awful. Chris, I even apologized to Seahawks Yeah, but I don't yesterday. think we even considered the Jets for not being awful. Like... It was like news that the Seahawks yes, were going to be. You didn't even waste your time to say that the Jets would just, be bad. You just knew they That's were going to be assumed. bad. Yeah. You want to know if uh, the the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, they're oh, and the Steelers, they're plus one hundred thousand to win the Super Bowl. The Steelers entered Week Seven plus twenty thousand, so they've dropped eighty thousand. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. No. Quarterback is an important position in the Very National important. Football League. Kind of they went from having a Hall of Famer to a rookie. The Chargers last one went from plus eighteen hundred to plus three thousand. So the odds makers think they got worse. The Everyone, Rams wait, they went from eighteen. Oh, they're more. They're they're, 3, they're least now. likely. The yeah. the Rams plus twenty five hundred in week seven plus six thousand now. So people are all jumping right. off the uh, ship of all these teams. Makes sense. A little early for the Chargers to jump off. They got to get healthy. See what they are made of when they get fully healthy. Which is probably why the odds have fallen off. Is because you know yeah. well, the, their big signings out for the year, right? Uh, their cornerback. Yeah, that's right. The JC Jackson. Yeah. Or something. Oh yeah. He wasn't. He, he, he wasn't, wasn't doing playing well. Anyway. He ruptured his patella, I think, which is sounds awful. It just does. I'm um, going back to a subject we talked about earlier. But if you ask right now, who's the better quarterback, Justin Herbert or Tua? It's actually a conversation. Remember now. that conversation? Remember that we had conversation last year? for the last two or three years is like the Dolphins made the biggest mistake in the history of draft. I remember Scraby's like face lighting up like the Joker when we were having <laughs> the that Joker. conversation. So happy that the Dolphins screwed up. He he was just he couldn't wait to tell you how you much know better yeah. Justin Herbert was than Tua. I told you last year I came around on Tua, and I'm giving him credit. But if we're talking Justin Herbert and Tua, I would say that Justin Herbert takes it for now because he doesn't have Tyree Kill. He doesn't have his guys. But look how much more serious your face is now when you say that. Well, because Before, it was a, like because it's not it as like crazy a, of a conversation. It was like a joke. Yeah, it now, was. Now uh, Tua's looking quite nice. Man, everybody loves Tua now. Yeah, I'm good for little, you know I'm what? Little, good for Tua. It is good for him because he's he's, he took a, a beating. Of, yeah. Yes, man. His own his own franchise gave up on him fifty they times. They did. Tried to get Tom Brady. Tried to trade for this guy and the other guy. I mean, you know, the guys hung in there. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Happy to see him having that, some success. Give him a little credit. Uh, our first traffic report is coming up, and the reason I say that is because it is uh, wet and wild out there, as they say. I, I want to be a traffic guy right now. And how, just be like, how, how much cleaner was that than that play we had oh, earlier? Oh, rating. It's really hard. Yes, it's wet and wild <laughs> on the roadways, everybody. So, I'm sure Kelly Danik has it covered. Chris? 
Oh, well, then let's hear from Oh, 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 Manny Machado talk on the other side, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 322 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, Manny Machado. A finalist. For the National League MVP Baseball Writers, what is it, Baseball? The Baseball Writers Association, Association of America. Of America. I didn't remember what the last A was. Of America. Should be O-A, but whatever. <laughs> it's already too long to I, begin with. I digress to BBWAOA. <laughs> uh, has uh, selected Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Manny Machado. Now, I think... Up until the end of August, it was pretty much thought that Paul Goldschmidt had locked it up in terms of um, that MVP. Um, He was so far statistically ahead of everybody uh, that most people felt like he had it locked up. Then September and October happened. Hit 245, slugged 383, OPS of 716 in that time frame, two homers. Seven doubles at 23 hits. Um, that's a huge drop-off. I mean, throughout the season, he went, this is month to month, 282, 404, 323, 286 in July, 343 in August, and then 245 uh, down the stretch. And in that stretch, Manny Machado happened to have a really good month of September and October. And I think this is a much closer race now with and here's the other thing because Paul Goldschmidt drops off so much I think a going it, it or when August finished I thought he was so far ahead that splitting the votes wouldn't be an issue right because he was that much better but with that September and October struggling now maybe splitting the vote does come into play here because Nolan Arenado certainly had a a pretty good September October well, we'll see. Um, I hope that splitting of votes comes into play here. Because um, I, 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 you know, you look at the final number. I think what you have to do is look at the final numbers. 
And, you know, for Manny, to me, it's, you know, it's like a, like a marathon, yep. a, as we always talk about. And the final two miles, Manny Machado is running way faster than Paul Goldschmidt. But I don't know that Goldschmidt didn't have a too big of a lead to catch. Yeah, that might be and true. And that's, that's the thing. I, I look at that OPS. Goldschmidt still had the third best in all of baseball, 981. Total, you're talking about, for the year. Yeah, total yeah. for the year. Manny was 898. And as great as Manny is, that's a 100-point difference in OPS, and that is something that I personally look at. I don't have a vote, obviously, so it doesn't matter what I look at. Fair. But I, I, I love to see Manny get this thing. I, I, I think the eye test tells you that Manny should get this thing because he went at it alone for most of the season. He didn't have his partner in crime. And Fernando Tatis Jr., Goldschmidt, had his uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid tandem. And they together carried the Cardinals. Manny had to lift the Padres by himself most of this season and did so. I'd love to say the defense plays a part in this, but unfortunately everybody out there other than us in San Diego thinks Nolan Arenado is obviously 20 times better at third base than Manny Machado is. Yeah, another good point. Manny couldn't even make it as a finalist in that category. I just have a feeling we're going to be a little disappointed. And I hope I'm wrong. The other thing, Tony, is a lot of times, I don't know how great these voters are. I know somebody like John Heyman, Scott Miller, you know, all these guys that we talked to, they, I'm sure that they sit there and agonize over their vote for days and days and days. But I still think there's some people out there who don't take it as seriously. And if you don't take it as seriously, you're probably going to cast your vote for Goldschmidt because he was the winner. And, you know, it's like you stopped watching the race. And after you stopped watching the race is when Manny Machado ran the fastest. So I, I hope Manny gets it. I hope we're not disappointed. And I think people in this town are going to take it as a slap and a lack of respect. And I, I really don't think that that's what it's going to be. I just think Goldschmidt opens up such a large margin that a lot of people stopped paying attention when Manny really did his best. I certainly hope you're wrong, but. You're probably it's and my gut says you're probably right. I mean, the question is was 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 Goldschmidt's uh, September October bad enough to change what I think was a consensus going into the month of September? He had the triple crown at one point yeah. in late August. So and I think everybody conceded the MVP to him at that time. But you know, like you say, man, he kept running. Man, he kept on playing. Goldschmidt stopped. And, um, you know, I'll tell you one thing that will really will frustrate me more than anything is if Arenado finishes ahead of Manny and they put two Cardinals on top and Manny winds up third. That, to me, would be a little bit of a slap. I, I, I Arenado just did not have the kind of impact season that Manny Machado did. His numbers at yeah. the end are very, very good. But so are Mookie Betts' numbers at the end of the year. You know, I mean, numbers are numbers. Impact, to me, is a big deal. Pete Alonzo had gigantic numbers. But I think impact has to come into play here. And I think Manny's impact was greater even than Goldschmidt's. But I don't know that the voters will see it that way. Yeah. No, uh, you're, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But certainly, I, I think the one thing that was obvious watching Manny in 2022 was just the growth in in his leadership. I think that was apparent. No doubt. That was a huge part it, of the success it was, it, this season. It, it really was. And it 
It wasn't always um, like in your face. Sometimes it was subtle. Sometimes it was about him making it about him. And I say that in a good way, right? Like when, you know, the team was struggling and he said, I'm Manny bleeping Machado. Like that was a call to his teammates. Like, don't, I got you. We got, I got you. You and know? then he went out and hit a three-run game-winning home run about two days later. So, yeah, he, yeah. he called nope. his shot. I mean, Manny Machado's got a lot of he's got a lot of reason to vote for him. I just don't know that everybody in Washington D.C. and Atlanta and you know Atlanta. Did I say Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, you said Atlanta. <laughs> what about, Washington D.C. <laughs> yes, you already said that one. What about New York? You want to throw that one in there? I think New York. They know who he is. I, I just get worried in some of these Boston, you know, Cincinnati. These guys are like, oh, Goldschmidt. He's right there. We love him. He's right there. I see every Cardinal game on TV. I never see the Padres play because it's past my bedtime. Thing. Let me uh, ask you this, Chris, real quick. What do you think about what were your first reactions to uh, Profar and Robert Suarez opting out of the player they hadn't, contract but or player I wish, option? I, I wish they hadn't. I mean, but I, I, I'm not surprised that they did. Don't they have to do what's best for them? Oh, yeah. Of I mean, course. I want them to do what's best for me and best for the Padres, but. Suarez for sure has to opt yeah. out. I mean, he's got to get paid a lot more money than he made. Profar is going to risk it, and I think he'll probably come out okay. This is the price of the world right now. That's, you know, one of the things that we talked about, you know, in the second part of the season and the run the Padres made to the playoffs, and I know that they were long shots to win it and then started to make that run, is. You just nothing's guaranteed to you in baseball anymore in the in the year to come because you think you know the team you're going to have next year you don't. It's going to change. No, you're right. It will change. And, and that's one of the sad parts about sports. I think is that teams I do change. Too. And, and it's like, what would have been with that team? You know. Well, they're going to change for the better because Fernando's going to come back. The Padres are going to fill whatever holes they have to. But yeah, I, I, I Suarez is the one guy I really love to see them be able to keep. And uh, we'll just see how much money somebody's going to be willing to pay for him. But n- I'm not surprised at all. They have to do what's best for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not They're not thinking about the Padre fans right now. They have to think about their situation. Yes, this window is very short that you get to do this in. Yeah. you got to maximize it while you can. That is, that is just it. Yep. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, Mark Ziegler, San Diego Union Tribune, will join us next talk, talk to talk. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Come again? Come again? Excuse me? He will join us to talk about the Aztecs and this whole Pac-12 situation. We're going to Chris on the way. A couple of NFL notes as we uh, kick off this uh, segment of Gwen and Chris. Mark Ziegler from the uh, Union Tribune is going to join us uh, shortly with uh, plenty of uh, topics to discuss. Surrounding uh, San Diego State Athletics and the basketball team, which opened with a victory last night. By the exactly predicted by handicappers, 23 points over Cal State Fullerton. The uh, Raiders, I love to talk about the Raiders when they're 2-6. And John, there it is. Josh McDaniels just can't coach his way out of a paper bag. Your guy. What uh, What did I miss on this one? They've waived former first-round pick Jonathan Abram. I, that just came today. Who'd been the starter at strong safety. 
for the last three years. Wasn't Abram the guy that just took people's heads off? Yes. Yeah. He was yeah. a psycho. Yeah. He was he's out there psycho. playing with like a broken arm and was like clubbing people. Like he's he's fit for the position for sure. Well, he's not playing it for the Raiders anymore. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but Las Vegas will look elsewhere for that. He lost his starting job in week eight to Duran Harmon. There you go. Special team snap started. Yeah, it's not good if you go from starting on defense to your special team snaps going up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not like a good right. No, no, no. You, no. you want that going starter, down. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the sources out of Indianapolis say that uh, Jeff Saturday, the new coach of the Indianapolis Colts, is going to be calling any plays this weekend. That will be passing game specialist and assistant quarterbacks coach Parks Frazier. Oh, I love Parks Frazier. He's great. He's about 30, right? Parks is going to uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Serious? I think he's 30. For the, for the Colts, Parks Frazier is 30 years old. Wow. He's an ordained Tony. he's an ordained minister. Oh, well, he's got God on his side, oh, so no, they're going to win. Wait, I, no, oh, well, I, I take it back. Yes, I have to take it back <laughs> while you're interrupting me. Bear of misinformation <laughs> as Frank, I'm just screaming things out. Frank Reich is an ordained minister who I officiated at Park Frazier's wedding. So, anyway, he was very close to Frank Reich. Now he's going to call the plays for That's the pretty Colts. sweet. I hope he does well. That team has fallen completely off the grid. Quickly, what did you think about Jeff Saturday? I mean, I, we don't have time. I'm sorry. Okay, I know. I'm really sorry to do that, but we got to get to traffic, and then we got to get to Mark Ziegler. Please. All right, we are back and joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, Mark Ziegler, the San Diego Union Tribune. Prior to that, Stanford University, where I was yesterday, Mark Ziegler, thinking about you as uh, we went to Maple's Pavilion last night and thinking about what you said about the venerable old place, which I believe has bench seating still up in the upper rafters where the Aztecs men's basketball team will play on November 15th. Good to have you on the show. And uh, you were everything you said about Stanford was correct. It's going to be a tough place to play. Mark, are you there? I'm here. Oh, oh hi, my buddy. gosh. Thank you. All right. Scraby, there's no way Scraby had the wrong button. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. That would that never was, happen. That was, he, was working, no, he was working his magic. He was. That's, That's what right. he was doing. He's he was trying. back there turning dials and That's getting right. things perfect. Yeah. Mark, so did, you hear my, did you hear my diatribe about Stanford? Or? <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, okay. I want to know how many teams play non-conference games with both their men's and women's teams in the same uh, – Venue. Yeah, not many, but the Aztec women apart. tried last night. And I'll tell you one thing, that Stanford women's team might be able to give the Aztec men a game. That's how good they are. I know. So, yeah. Man. I think, that, I think the, the, the men's game will be a little bit closer. Yeah, so it'll be definitely closer <laughs> than that. Uh, before we get into some of this other Aztec stuff that's been definitely on my mind and Tony's mind, just your thoughts, basics on last night's uh, season opening game for the, the men's Aztecs winning over Cal State Fullerton. Good and bad. Well, I was sitting there in the first half, and I'm, you know, we heard all this hype, but I've seen it every day in practice about how this is a different team. They got all these offensive weapons. They're going to run. They're going to score. They're going to be this offensive juggernaut, and it's not going to be like last year where they have to grind out games their defense. And I'm sitting there in the first half at 32-25, and I'm, I'm looking at the the staff going, wait a minute, this looks, this just looks just like last year. I mean, what, what's what's all the commotion about? And then seven minutes of the second half, we're like, okay, I get it now. And 
I mean, that was really, really impressive, those seven minutes. I don't think we saw seven minutes like that all of last season, maybe even the season before that. Uh, they they put up points in a hurry, and it was in impressive fashion. It was, you know, turning them over. It was fast breaks. It was guys hitting different guys hitting threes. It was guys slashing down the lane. Uh, it was everything. And, and, I mean, I'm sitting right behind the Fullerton bench, and you could just see it in the eyes of their coaches. They were powerless to stop it. They just It was this wave that washed over them, and they tried calling a couple timeouts. They tried some subs. They tried to slow it down, speed it up. I mean, there's nothing they could do. And, and that's kind of what this team could be. It could just be this team. And you get that feeling when you play Gonzaga. I don't want to compare them to Gonzaga, but you get that feeling when you play them. They just have too many guys, too many weapons, too much depth, and just wave after wave of sub. And, and sooner or later, they're going to hit you with a – 10-0 or 15-0 run, and the game's over. And that's kind of what happened. Mark, that's the thing that stood out to me when you look at the stat sheet. I mean, the distribution in the shots, right? Four, six, ten, seven, seven, nine. And it seemed like that wave, that depth in that second half just was overwhelming to Cal State Fullerton. Um, that seemingly is the strength of this ball club, the depth? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that 100%. I mean, Every time you heard the horn, you look up at the scores table, and it wasn't just one guy coming in for another guy, situation of sub. It's two or three, sometimes four guys coming in. You're looking at those four guys coming in and you go, well, these guys are all studs, and they're all bringing you all the – you know, they, they, they take out Jaden Ledee, who's 6'9", 240, and wait, here comes a freshman who's 6'8", 240. Mm. And, and uh, well, Darian Trammell's coming out, and they're like, oh, good. We have to worry about that guy. Oh, wait, here comes – there comes Lamont Butler, and oh, Matt Bradley's coming back in now, and oh, this Micah Parrish guy can shoot threes, and Adam Seiko can't leave him open, and you know Nathan Mensa was playing well, and it's just it's one guy after another, and I think that's kind of it. I think you know their sweet spot's going to be early in the second half because mm. I think teams might be able to, to fight their way through the first half, but you get in the second half, you start, you got your fresh legs again, and then you start to get a little winded, and 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 coaches have a decision to make: do I want to put in my second string who isn't nearly as good as my first string, or do I want to stick with my first string with tired legs? And that's kind of where the Aztecs are going to hit a lot of teams, right in that you know, 15 minutes to 12 minutes to go in the game. Mark, uh, BYU is coming up on Friday, and uh, Tony and I talked about this a little earlier. I mean, BYU has always kind of been you know, one of our great rivals here in San Diego, even if BYU doesn't think so. What is the enthusiasm like around this San Diego State men's basketball team. Talk about the the feeling in the crowd, and where does it compare to seven or eight years ago when Steve Fisher was filling up the gym every night, and it was the hottest ticket in town? I mean, it's it's you know it's kind of gone back and forth. I mean, a, a few years later, they were a Sweet Sixteen team, and they kind of had it rolling again, and it it dipped a little bit. Then you had the pandemic, and it started to come back last year a little bit. I think the Vax mandate kept some people out of the arena, and 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 maybe fear of COVID did a little bit. Uh, and people are a little held back, but it's back now. I mean, I was blown away last night for an opener against Fullerton, a team they're supposed to beat pretty easily, and they did. Uh, not only was the student section full, they didn't leave. This was mm. in football where they're gone at halftime. I mean, they they were there the whole game. They were cheering. It was loud in there. And it was just sort of a, you know, you could just tell this was a tune-up for Friday night because you know how San Diego fans are. They want a piece of BYU. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how good BYU is. I still think it's BYU and it's going to be a close game because it always is. But uh, it, I mean, people are revving up. I think it's going to be crazy in there on Friday night. Um, And the students, I mean, they're back and they're fired up for the team. Uh, And, you know, for them on a, 
on a Monday night uh, in the rain, you know, to have to walk in the rain. It usually takes a lot to get students to to, to walk in the rain anywhere, but to, for them to come out in the rain and, and be as vocal and as packed in that student section as it was is a pretty good sign, I think, for the crowds this season. Mark Ziegler, San Diego Union Tribune, joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fan Hotline. And, and Mark, I, I'm curious to know what do you think about Matt Bradley as it pertains to this depth, this newfound depth the Aztecs have. I remember last year he got off to a slow start, and he shot 2 of 7 yesterday, and I totally expect him to be more efficient from the field as we move forward. But with that added depth, are we expecting him to to reach the level of scoring that he did last year? Will he even have to with this newfound depth? I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, and, and just look at last night. I mean, they scored 80 points, which matched the season high that they had last year. I have to go back and see what Bradley scored in that game last year. I think it was a, a fair amount. Um, I mean, who would have thought they could score 80 points and Matt Bradley doesn't make a basket yeah. in the first half and finishes 2 of 7 and 8 points? They don't need him to score this year. They're going to need him in some games, but they didn't need him last night, and some nights they won't. So that's the first piece. The second piece is that um, you know he has to adjust to a new role. He right. he is a catch and shoot player. He's playing with a lot more weapons out there. He doesn't need to score. Uh, and and the third piece is I think defenses. I mean, they're going to look at the film from last year. They they don't have a feel yet for this team and how good Darian Trammell is. Uh, and how big Jane Ledee is down on the block. Um, and so I think initially, at least, you're going to see teams, and you saw it last night, they're going to tilt the floor every time Matt Bradley touches the ball, and, and he's the number one focus in the game plan. we got to stop him. we got to stop him. And that worked last year. If you could stop him, you could stop the Aztecs. But, uh, you know, you saw in the second half, they made adjustments, and like, look, Matt Bradley's not hurting us, but everybody else is. Right. Let's worry about some other guys now. It opens up for Matt Bradley. So I think he's a smart player. He's a mature player. I think it's going to be an adjustment for him, just like it was last year. Right. And I think by the time we get to midseason, uh, he'll be rolling a little bit more, and they'll, he'll have some really big games. But I don't think he's going to have to average six, 16.9 points a game. I think he can average 12 or 13 and be equally effective. He's a really good passer, and his defense has improved. And just having another weapon on the floor is going to make them that much more dangerous. Mark, uh, word travels fast, and of course, uh, yesterday morning I uh, was reported uh, that the Aztecs were going to be accepted into the Pac-12 sometime this week, and uh, <laughs> that gets around to a lot of people, including my wife, who called me last night and said, oh my God, congratulations, you're into the Pac-12. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't think that's happened yet, but let us let me double check. Because what happens, right, the, the report comes out, and then the report that says it's not accurate doesn't get seen by people. And then people like you have to make a bunch of phone calls. Uh, can you just give us a quick update on where that might actually stand? Yeah, I, I really appreciate when these things happen at 7 I in the morning. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always a lot of fun. You know, it's game day. I'm like, okay, I can relax. We'll start of the game. And, you know, now I'm on the phone. I mean, uh, it, there's nothing to it. And mm. if you watch, I encourage everyone, go watch Dan Patrick. Go watch the clip. They posted it online. It's a throwaway line. They're going to break. He's reading off his phone, and it's just like a laundry list. And and um, he said, oh, yeah, and uh, San Diego State going to the Pac-12 should be announced later this week. And, uh, you know, let's go to break. We'll be right back. It's a heck that of a laundry it. list right there. Right. And, you know, it almost was like, in a, in a weird way, I, if people will remember this, uh, the name Gary Parrish from CBS wrote a, like a four-paragraph story saying the San Diego State was being investigated by the NCAA. Turned out it was nothing, 
But that blew up, and all of a sudden, you know, you had everyone talking about how they're under investigation, and they really weren't. And it was, you know, someone told him something, and he just thought he'd throw it out there, didn't realize the, the impact it would have in these parts. And it's the same thing with this. Um, th- and there's two reasons why there's nothing to it. First of all, UCLA isn't even gone yet, and they might not be gone. I think they will eventually, but the UC Regents are meeting November 17th, and before the UCLA uh, to the Big Ten was a discussion item, now it's an action item. So they're going to meet on it and make some sort of decision or resolution about this, but that's not until November 17th. So I don't think the Pac-12 is going to expand before then. And the second thing is they've been very clear and candid. We're not going to entertain the idea of expansion, vote on it, consider it, until after we have our TV contract. Well, they don't have a TV contract yet. And that's probably not coming maybe for another month. And then after that, they'll start to vet potential expansion candidates and have the have the uh, presidents meet. And it may be a situation where, because of the way the TV contract's written, everyone has to take a haircut to take a team into the league. And they might say, well, we love San Diego State. We want to take San Diego State, but we don't want to take less money to have them in our league. And so a lot of that has to still be worked out. And I think it's way, way premature. San Diego State very well may have, may end up in the Pac-12 and you may be going up and doing, you know, women's basketball games at Stanford on an annual basis, but (laughs) that's not happening yet. And I think people should just sort of pump the brakes a little bit and relax and, and be patient. Yeah, I did. I did find it peculiar that they used the word inaccurate instead of just saying it it wasn't true, but uh, we'll wait, have to wait and see Mark, as always, before we let you get out of here, I I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. There is a report kind of circulating that, J.D. Wicker may be uh, up for that Mississippi State AD job. And I've said it earlier, it would be a tough loss for a school like San Diego State to lose them. What are you hearing on that front? I agree with you. First of all, it would be a really big loss, um, particularly right now with with the whole Pac-12 thing going. He's the main point of contact. And I think it's sort of a trust thing. I mean, they trust J.D. They know that he's really a power conference AD at a mid-major school. And you know, and, and, it, and I think there'd be a trust level that, you know, San Diego State could, to, could make the upgrades they need to make quickly uh, to be a Pac-12 you know, or Power Conference caliber school. That said, it's his alma mater. He's still got family mm. down there. Mm. And the guy who just left was making $1.1 million a year. He's making less than 400000 mm. And simple economics, personal economics is one thing. And the second thing is the budget there is double what it is at San Diego State. And you have 150 fewer athletes. Uh, and Not so, making me feel good right now, Mark, <laughs> at all. I, look, I think he loves it here. I think his family loves it here. I think it would be a very, very hard decision. Um, it's not an automatic I'm going back to my alma mater if I get offered. But I also think if you're in his shoes, you have to listen, right? right? Yeah. I mean, triple your salary, going home, your alma mater, a lot more resources, I mean, what more can you do in San Diego other than get you in the Pac-12? You've done everything else. You built the stadium. The basketball program's rolling. Football team won 12 games last year. So can't even uh, offer for the city of the sunshine because it's pouring out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, thanks, Mark. As always, great talking to you, man. Enjoy your trip back to Stanford next week, and uh, looking we'll forward catch to up it. to you soon, buddy. Thanks. All right, thanks, man. There he goes, Mark Ziegler, uh, joining us on the premiere. Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Tony, Tony's crying, Chris. He's upset? Yeah. JD's leaving. Is that what it is? 
I mean, there are all those reasons to leave. Just one point one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'll go right now. Making less than four hundred thousand was a little surprising. I'll even to go me. with four hundred thousand. Man, yeah, I, that is surprising because he is a you know a major college athlete. But again, that 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 is why he could even entertain it, right? I mean, that first of all, it's his alma mater. His family's out there. JD, don't leave. Just stay. <laughs> San Diego's better. Please, oh. JD. It gets cold in Mississippi, I heard. Freezing cold. <laughs> and it never rains. And it never rains in Southern and California. Southern California. That's why I'm at. That's why I'm at. That's why I'm at. All right, Chris versus the fans is coming up next, so give us a holler, 833-288-0973, if you want to play some sports trivia when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 